After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. Tanis Esther, the fast of Esther, Erev Purim. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
הניסים ועל הפורקן, על הגבורות ועל התשואות שעשית למוצאנו בימים ההם בזמן הזה. It started back with Abraham, got thrown into the kitchen, to tell him Eliakov, through the trickery of Lavan, living out of Israel, to ten and counting, working every day and night. בחומר ובנים. וישמע השם נקטם, ויזכור אותנו. מזה מכות לקריאה ים סוף, כהרף עין. בני חורים על הניסים ועל הפורקן, על הגבורות ועל התשואות שעשית למותנו. ראש והמן, אין בסירי אבשושן, ביקש להשמיד, להרוג ולאבד את כל היהודים ביום אחד. והיוונים, בימיהם התתיהו לחשמונאי, רצו לשכחנו, עומד תורתנו. אמנו ונפצענו על העץ, ונהפוך הוא, ומסעת הגיבורים, ביד חלשים, ביד צדיקים.
Supermarket and I'll pick up to eat. <laughs> then I'll take the subway to the Long Island Railroad and I'll take the train. Oh, Mama, and please, darling, you. it's only an hour and a half to the bus. <laughs> and then I'll take the bus and from where the bus stops, I'll walk the 14 blocks to your house. <laughs> and for you, darling, I'll put the children to bed and for you, I'll change the sheets and I'll give them an aspirin so they shouldn't yell and I'll clean up the house and I'll cook something nice for the 20 ladies, they'll love it. Just don't worry, darling, everything will be okay. Isn't that what a mother is for? Oh, Mama, thank you, I feel so much better. By the way, sweetheart, if it's snowing and the car wouldn't start this morning, how did Sam get to work? Sam? What's Sam? 
Sam, your husband. My husband's name is Paul. Is this Tremont 71166? No, this is Tremont 71177. Does that mean you're not coming? J.M. in the A.M. Good morning. Tanis Esther. Today is the fast of Esther. I hope your fast is going fast. So, excuse me, so far. We'll be reading Megillah in these parts about uh, 12 hours from now. Kicking off the holiday of uh, Purim. Saying Al-Hanisim tonight and tomorrow. Giving Mishloach Manos and Matanot Le'evyonim, Tzedakah, to poor people through the day tomorrow. And of course, we'll have a uh, Sudat Purim, a Purim feast. Because it's Friday, it'll be more toward the middle of the day than uh, toward the end of the day, which it would be in a regular year. But because it's Friday, it'll be... Uh, it'll be... Um, earlier in the day. In Yerushalayim, in the city of Jerusalem, uh, that uh, Purim Suda, I believe, happens on Sunday. If I'm not mistaken, they read Megillah tonight and tomorrow. They'll say Al-Hanisim on Shabbos, and Sunday, I believe, is the day of Sudat Purim, right? I believe so, in Yerushalayim only. Other than that, uh, the rest of the world will have a one-day Friday Purim. Excuse me. We will say Al Hanisim tonight and tomorrow. Tanis Esther. Last year it was uh, Monday, March 9th, the fast of Esther. Purim was Tuesday, March 10th. And by Thursday night, March the 12th, Decisions were made in many communities to actually shut our shuls and to quarantine ourselves. For some people, that quarantine has continued until now. For others, things started opening up in May, June, July, August. But it's been quite a year. It has been a year of... Uh, chaotic existence, certainly an existence most of us were not used to, and let's hope and pray as we gather tonight, some communities do have a spike in uh, in COVID-19, so there's no question that one still must be careful, but as we gather tonight on this first anniversary of Purim 2020, Let's hope that um, that we are able as a community and as a society to continue to open up, continue to get back to normal, and hopefully continue to uh, build our families and communities in as strong and as uh, wholesome a way as possible. 
it's hard to believe that it's a year later. It's hard to believe that um, for many of us, the last time there was any type of normal gathering in our synagogue was last Purim. I would argue that most synagogues, if not all, well, I can't say if not all, but most synagogues, certainly the ones that are represented by the people I'm speaking to right now, most synagogues have not at all been back to 100% what we remember as normal behavior in the last year. And Purim night, for many, as I said, might have been the last time that people, men and women, gathered together in synagogues. And... And had a what again we we remember as a you know normal visit, normal service, normal gathering. Hard to believe that it's a year. In some cases, we really should say, "Thank God, it's only a year." But I hope now that this one-year anniversary, at least on the Jewish calendar, is about to pass. I hope it means that. Um, things will accelerate in opening up and getting back to normal. Today is Tanis Esther. Today is a fast day, and uh, it's a little bit of a different fast day. Most fast days have a tinge of sadness, but of course this fast day is followed by Purim. Today is Erev Purim, and we are anticipating the joyousness of the holiday, so it's a little bit of a different fast day, but it's a good message to keep in mind. As we remember the... um, the ultimate decisor of all, as we remember the uh, ultimate guide of everything, the one above on this fast day, let us remember that uh, it was he who decided that the world should have a year like this, and it's he who can decide to accelerate the opening back uh, to a normal situation of our world, and hopefully that's what's going to happen. But it's a good message to keep in mind in a fast day as we sacrifice ourselves, our physical selves, for more introspection, more prayer, more seriousness. Again, with the era of Purim thing still there, uh, we should um, we should keep in mind our commitment to the one above, and hopefully he'll continue to keep in mind his commitment to us, and hopefully shower us with blessings that allow us to uh, really reopen in a way that we are so much anticipating, so much anticipating. Please, God, especially to get back to his holy land. Hard to believe that it's been almost 14 months since I've been in the holy land. And I would like that streak to end ASAP. Thursday morning, 25th of February, it's the 13th of Adar. Today's the yard side of Ramosha Feinstein. Significant, of course, in the neighborhood that I'm in right now. Ramosha passed away in uh, 1986, so that would be 35 years? No. Yeah, I believe 35 years ago, right. I think that makes sense. Um... And it's Tanis Esther. Today's the fast of Esther. Again, in these parts where we are in the New York area, we'll likely be reading Megillah. We'll be in the middle of Megillah about 12 hours from now. We'll be reading Megillah starting at about 6.30. 
And um, then we get to start the holiday of Purim. You heard uh, RJ2 with Alanisim. You heard Yaeli Leibowitz with Alanisim. You heard Miami with Alanisim. The Purim medley was done by Yisrael Sosna. Eitan Katz had good Purim. And Regesh, of course, with Modani opened things up. And we say good morning. Oh, we had the Alanisim from the Hooked on Hanukkah album, right? Yeah. We should put that in there as well. 45 degrees outside here in the New York area. 47% humidity. Winds are west at uh, 11 miles per hour. Sunny today with a high of 47. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low 31. Tomorrow in this area, mostly sunny, high 45. You can't ask for more than that for a February Purim. So Baruch Hashem, the weather is good. The unfortunate part is that it looks like Shabbos is going to be pretty rainy. But all right, many would uh, take a nice-looking Purim over a uh, nice-looking Shabbos just that one time. I know Shabbos we like when it's good weather, but uh, this time it looks like we will have uh, some rain. Uh, 60 right now in Yerushalayim, where they're getting ready for a three-day Purim celebration, as we described earlier. 60 in Yerushalayim, 45 here. In New York City, as we say good morning at JM in the AM, and as we wish everybody a very happy Purim and a very easy fast, we are uh, leading up to Purim with uh, Tanis Esther, the fast of Esther, and I hope it's a fast fast for everybody and an easy fast for everybody. More coming up. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday Tanis Esther at JM in the AM.
I've got something special that's easy, free, and helpful. I keep it with me wherever I go. I always have it handy in any situation. Because right when I put it on, I know that it's going to grow. That it's going to grow. My smile is something special. I'm happy and it shows. I smile and watch the whole world smile with me. Smile, oh what a happy feeling it could be. Even when some things go wrong, that smile comes along. I remember and sing the song. I smile, just smile. To always be the symptom And it's as easy as One, two, three One, two, three I stretch my mouth like so And hey, what do you know? Someone else will smile right back at me Smile right back at me And it's not hard to see Simha is contagious When you're with Uncle Maishi I smile and watch the whole world smile with me Smile, oh what a happy feeling it could be Even when some things go wrong That smile comes along I remember and sing the song I smile, just smile You and I, let's just smile Just smile I smile and watch the whole world smile with me Smile, oh what a happy feeling it could be Even when some things go wrong, that smile comes along I remember and sing the song attention please this is the last will and testament of our dear friend and relative Samuel B Cohen I Samuel Benjamin Cohen being of sound mind and body do hereby declare this to be my last will and testament number one to my son my beautiful boy Sheldon my firstborn, who made me proud of him all my life, 
a fine son, a good husband, a wonderful father, and the best dentist in the United States. <laughs> to my son Sheldon, I bequeath tax-free one million dollars. Wonderful. Isn't that magnificent? Good luck, Sheldon. <laughs> Number two, to my beautiful daughter Jane, with a Y. <laughs> To that lovely child who always got high marks and helped her mother with the dishes when we couldn't afford a maid, who got a scholarship to Hunter College, who for a long time has been a little too particular or she'd be married already. <laughs> to my lovely daughter Jane with a Y, tax-free $1 million. Such a generous man. Isn't that beautiful? Mazel tov. <laughs> Number three, to my beautiful wife Miriam, friend, companion, love of my life, to the lovely Miriam I give with pleasure everything that's not in her name already. <laughs> the white Chrysler Imperial with the white sidewalls. <laughs> and the prince's telephone, the Picasso from the back of the store, my Arnold Palmer golf clubs with a new leather bag, and tax-free $2 million in cash. Enjoy, sweetheart, enjoy. Oh, what a marvelous husband. An angel, not a man, an angel. The Picasso from back of the store and everything. <laughs> Number four, to my brother-in-law, Louis, who lived with us all of his life, who never had to do a day's work, who knew how to handicap the ponies better than anybody, who only smoked the finest cigars, mine, to my brother-in-law, Louis, who all his life said I would never remember him in my will. Hello, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> J.M. in the A.M. <laughs> With the comedy segments that you've grown to love over the years. <laughs> in this month of Adar. Uncle Maishi had Smile. That's brand new. Thanks to Donnie Gross for joining us yesterday. Go to artscroll.com. Use promo code radio for the brand new Uncle Maishi book and the brand new Uncle Maishi album. Yossi Green with words from today's Slichos for Tanis Esther. That's Kane. Thank you, Mark Zamek. Purim Medley, Kinderlach. I think Mark reminds me about that Kane every single year, and I thank him for that because that's a good one. That's a good pickup, as we say. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com and the NachumSegal Network, and, of course, in the beloved NSN app. We've got the... Uh, We've got the uh, NCSY raffle coming up. We'll announce the winners. Usually we do that on Shushan Purim, but because Shushan Purim is Shabbos, we're going to do it today. Mayor Weingarten will sit in tomorrow for me here at JMM on Purim Day, and I thank him for that. And we're live on a Tanis Esther morning as we get set to read the Megillah tonight and get started with the beautiful holiday of Purim. Hope your fast is going well. Hope it's going fast at this point, no matter where you are around the world. Feel free to contact us by commenting on the app, go to the NSN, Nahum Segal Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. 
Galitzal in the background. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday follows next. We say Boker 2 from JM and the AM. Galitzal, משרד הבריאות עדכן לפני שעה את נתוני הקורונה, לפיהם מקדם ההדבקה ממשיך לעלות ועומד כעת על 0.93. כתבנו יובל סגב מעדכן כי 48 נשים הריוניות נאושפזות כעת במחלקות הקורונה השונות בבתי החולים, שש מהן במצב אנוש. בתוך כך המשטרה נערכת בכוחות מתוגברים לקראת עוצר פורים הלילי שייכנס לתוקפו הערב. פעולות האכיפה מבקשות למנוע את האירועים שנרשמו הלילה, בהם מאות בני אדם השתתפו במסיבות המוניות ברחבי הארץ, בניגוד להנחיות. סגן ניצב רועי ולדמן, ראש ענף חקירות במשטרת ישראל, מפציר בציבור להימנע מהתקהלויות. האיום המרכזי על כולנו בימים הקרובים הם המסיבות וההתקהלויות. כל התקהלות בוודאי מסיבה, מוות לכל דבר בעניין פורים הזה, סכנת נפשות לציבור היהודי. במקום להפוך את זה לחג של מוות עם אדוות הדבקה, בואו לא נגיע לחברים, לא לשכנים. כוחות צהל עצרו הלילה קצין משטרה פלסטיני בחשד לניסיון פיגוע ירי לפני כעשרה חודשים בחווארה. הקצין רב סרן רסלן אדילי חשון שאיים בהקדחו לעבר רכב של מתנחלים בכביש 60 ואף ניסה לבצע ירי. לוחמי סיירת גולני עצרו אותו הלילה בביתו שבכפר אוסרין לאחר ששהד כה במעצר ברשות הפלסטינית. ידיעה שמסר כתבנו ביהודה ושומרון שחר גליק. ועד הורי הגנים הארצי הגיש התראה טרם נקיטת הליכים משפטיים נגד משרד החינוך בגין החזרתם של ימי חופשה לתלמידים. מדווח כתבנו לענייני חינוך, דורון הוועדה קדוש. הוועדה ציינה כי הפרופסור קשת זוכה בפרס על תרומותיו החלוציות בהבנת המנגנון שבו מחסור בחמצן מעורר צמיחה של כלי דם חדשים. תגליות אלה תרמו לפיתוח תרופות המעקבות התפתחות של גידולים וגם הביאו לשינוי בטיפול בפגים לאחר לידתם. עוד כתבה הוועדה כי הפרופסור קשת הוא מורה בחסד שהעמיד תלמידים רבים שממשיכים את דרכו המדעית. על אף שתוכנית האיים הירוקים אינה חודשה באופן רשמי, ישראלים רבים הגיעו היום לאילת לקראת חופשה בסוף השבוע. עם הפרטים כתבתנו לענייני תעופה, עיניו קרנר. למעלה משמונה טיסות יוצאות של ארקיע וישראל תמרנה היום לאילת, ובמהלך סוף השבוע יפקדו את העיר אלפי ישראלים. בשבועיים הקרובים תצאנה למעלה מעשר טיסות יומיות, סך הכל עשרת אלפים נוסעים ימריאו לעיר הדרומית ובחזרה ממנה. כלל הנוסעים מחויבים להציג תעודת מחלים מחוסן או בדיקת קורונה שלילית לילדים מתחת לגיל 16. תחזית מזג האוויר היום יהיה מעונן חלקית אחול ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות והן תהיינה רגילות לעונה. מחר משעות הצהריים ייתכן גשם מקומי בעיקר בהרים. ולסיום חברת מובילאיי הישראלית תחל לבצע בצרפת נסיעות מבחן של שירותי תחבורה ציבורית ללא נהג כבר בשנה הבאה. שירות ההסעות צפוי להיות זמין באופן מלא בשנת 2023. כתבתנו יעל חיימסון מוסרת כי כלי הרכב העצמאי יוכל להסיע עד 16 נוסעים ולנוע במהירות של עד 50 קילומטרים לשעה. אלה החדשות שעורכת עמית נגבי.
תשיב בי את הרוח, תוריד ממני את הגשם, היה לי ים זמן לנוח, התרגלתי קצת בעצם, ובמרחב הפתוח, רואים באופק את השמש, אין ספק אני בטוח. בסוף עתיד בהר הדרך. רפתח לנו שערי אמונה, שערי הבנה, שאין לנו מלך, אלא אתה. סיבת הסיבות, עילת העילות, נורת העילות, ורק לך נאה להודות על כל הימים וכל ה... Guys, that sounded great. 
But did you hear what I was doing on the Graga? I think we need more Graga. That sounded great too, guys. But I've got a fever. And the only prescription is more Graga. Take it away, boys. One, two, three, four. <laughs>
Shushana bira, Shehudi haya, Shushana bira, Ushma Mordechai, Ben Yair, Ben Shimi, Ben Kesh Shimi, Ushma Mordechai, Ben Yair, Ben Shimi, Ben Kesh Shimi, Shehudi haya, Shushana bira. Thank you. 
Pardon me, lady, but ever since we took off, I've been meaning to ask you something. Oh, what is it, sir? What is that you're carrying in that blanket? What do you mean, what is it? It's my little baby. <laughs> lady, I hate to tell you, but <laughs> that is the ugliest, most ridiculous, youth-looking baby I have ever seen. How dare you talk about my child that way? I've never been so insulted in my life. You are not getting away with this. I'll have you thrown off the plane. Look, lady, it's an ugly baby. Now, I've seen ugly in my time, but you've got an award winner. If I get my hands on you, I tear your hair out. I'm calling the captain. I'm going to give you Just such a, a second. <laughs> Just a second. Let's stop this argument. I'm the stewardess on this evening. <laughs> this here is an Israeli airline. 
And I don't want anybody screaming in my cabin. Don't fight. Play nice. Now, what seems here to be the trouble? Well, this smart aleck insulted me, and I won't stand for it. And I insist that something be done about it, or I'm going to sue him and the airlines. Lady, all I said was the truth. Oh, you rotten, no good, miserable Just a second. <laughs> Calm down, lady. Take it easy. Just relax. I'll bring you a nice hot glass of tea, a pillow for your head, and I'll get you a banana for your monkey. <laughs> <laughs> J.M. in the A.M. One of our Adar comedy segments on a Thursday. Tanis Esther Purim is tonight. Can you imagine? Purim is tonight. Shwebel Sharf and Levine with Ish Yehudi. Purim medley done by Itzik Eshel. The H. Kodesh group with La Yehudim. Sheer Soul had their Purim medley. And Sibot, Sibat HaSibot done by Yishai Rebo. Brand new here at J.M. in the A.M. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn in the Megillah that Haman waited until the 13th of Adar in order to exterminate the Jews. Why is it that specifically he waited until the 13th of Adar, not before and not after? The Zerashimshin explains it's because the gematria of Yud Gimel 13 is Echod, is one. Klau Yisrael is called Goy Echod Ba'aretz, a singular nation in the world. They are completely separated and divided. There is a line of demarcation between Klau Yisrael and the rest of the nations. However, now that they became intermingled, now that they acculturated, now that they assimilated, they bowed down. They were nena from the Suda. They enjoyed from the meal of Achashverosh. They were not called the same Goy Echod. Because of that, specifically, Haman wanted to wait till the 13th day to show that they were no longer a single nation. However, Klau Yisrael, in all of its greatness, was able to unify, to do tshuva, to be completely repentant of all of their actions, deeds, and thoughts. That is the greatness of Klal Yisrael at the lowest possible time. We have the ability to raise ourselves up even higher, to reach out, to get closer to Hashem. I would like to wish everybody an easy fast, a freilichen Purim, a joyous Purim, Purim Sameach. May this Yom Tov bring to all of Klal Yisrael Bisaros Tavos Yeshuos Nechamos. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Shusham 
on this journey of such limited time and if God's name is hidden then it's for us to find We're going to be saying tonight. Yeah, we'll be saying it tonight because those are uh, some of the words that everyone says during the Megillah tonight. Not just the person reading the Megillah, but everybody says Ish Yehudi. Pretty amazing, huh? That's diaspora here at JM and the AM. 
This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at Better Kosher Supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. Our friends at ShopEichlers.com have a couple of things you need to know about right now. I know Purim is tonight. I know it. But you have to start thinking about another big holiday coming up. And I noticed that at ShopEichlers.com, they have a Pesach Superstore. When you go to the homepage, you'll see it. Pesach Superstore is the first box on the left side. Uh, You can't imagine the items they have there. And as we go through the next couple of weeks, we'll go through some of those items. Uh, But also, if you uh, look at their their homepage, upscale table settings. Upscale table settings that are elegant, durable, and disposable are now available at shopeichlers.com. When you see these bowls and plates and uh, different types of uh, cutlery and serving serving dishes, uh, you're going to say to yourself, wow, this is this is perfect. This is perfect for uh, for Pesach. This is perfect. It's disposable. Looks nice. It's durable. And frankly, a lot of people out there, as we know from last year, don't have <laughs> any Pesach dishes uh, to serve um, to serve on because a lot of people have never been home for Pesach until last year. So check it out. ShopEichlers.com. They have same-day delivery to Borough Park, Flatbush, Williamsburg, Crown Heights, Staten Island, Queens, Five Towns, Far Rockaway, Muncie, Monroe, Teaneck, Lakewood, Toms River, and Jackson, New Jersey. ShopEichlers.com. you got to check it out and enjoy. Thursday morning, Tannis Esther here at JM in the AM. Well, our good friend Terry Calker is with us live via telephone. It is a pleasure for me to uh, introduce her to this audience yet again. You may recall, those of you who've been JM and the AM listeners for, oh, I don't know, 20, 25 years, you may recall how I first met the brilliant attorney, Terry Calker. That I won't go through the whole episode, but basically I was without representation at a moving violation in a Queens court, and I needed representation and didn't know it. And this wonderful lady walked over, a brilliant attorney named Terry Calker, and said, would you like me to, you know, represent you and uh, and ever since then whenever myself or anyone close to me has had any moving violation we go first to Terry Calker because uh they are uh, she and her firm are uh, ticket defenders they know the system and know it well and can be very helpful to somebody in New York and maybe even other places we'll find out who are uh, subject to our targets of any type of violation. Terry Calker, happy Purim to you, and welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. Happy Purim to you. Well, uh, you have 27 years of experience, over 50,000 trusted clients. People can check out the website, TicketDefendersNY.com. That's TicketDefendersNY.com. And I and many people close to me have been the beneficiaries of your expertise. Why do you and your firm do this better than anybody else? Well, firstly, I'm not going to put anyone else down, but I am one of the originals in this. I was trained by uh, my grandfather, Oliver Shalom, who was a chief judge at one point, and then he changed to the other side to the defense. I followed him around a couple of days, and then I went out on his own. So I have contacts within the system. I'm, I'm, I know how it, uh, it plays out. Uh, it is an ever-changing system. 
and I make sure to stay on top of all those changes and to adjust accordingly. And you don't and you don't just mean changes regarding COVID. You're saying for decades or over the decades there have been a lot of changes where you again have to pivot properly so that you keep up with how the system operates and how the how the judges, the courts, the lawyers, how everybody's expected to behave. Exactly. Exactly. It's called playing the game in our vernacular and we just you have to make sure to know the rules in order to be in the game. And that's the key, right? The key is to be as up to date and as current as possible. Correct. Exactly. And when that happens, when you and your people around you stay up to date and current, then people like me benefit because there could be situations where there's a moving violation and, I'm, and I or anybody else is desperate to have the points removed, even if we're willing to agree to pay a fine. There are times when the fine is very large. We'd like it to be reduced. There are times when a lot of... By the way, people don't realize there's certain violations uh, that if you get them once or twice, the point value on those could be really detrimental to the possibility of keeping your license. Yeah, it's, uh, they've increased points. So one speed and one cell phone, and you're over your point value, and you can be suspended. Right, and suspension is a real suspension. It's not something you could buy yourself out of, right? It's like Correct. months and months of being without a car. Right, and anywhere with... from 31 days up to six months, well, usually. So, and, and then it's funny because I keep talking about every time we speak or I reference you, I always talk about how we met because I needed representation. Again, that's something I did not know, and, and that was, I think, one of the adjustments. There was a time when you could postpone a date by yourself, but, it, but when I met you, it all it had already started where you need a representative, a legal representative in court in order to do so. So people, uh, number one, they need it. That's the first thing, right? there. But number two, they should understand how beneficial it is to them because if someone would go in, in theory and try to fight all of these things alone, they wouldn't make much progress. You, somebody who knows the rules of the game, can obviously make a lot of progress for them. Right. So just a disclaimer, it wasn't that I went over to you specifically to solicit you. I was a fan for a long time, so that was my initial reason of, of approaching you, because I don't want to be accused of soliciting. Oh, right. We're not, uh, we're not calling yeah. you an ambulance chaser. We're, we're, right. we're calling you somebody, exactly. you're calling you somebody who, who you saw was in desperate need of help and who you knew, or at least knew of, and you said, I'm going to try to help this guy. Right. Well, <laughs> what it was, I saw what room you were going to be going to. So that's a big part of it, is knowing who the judges are. I mean, just from Day to day, I'm astonished at, at the difference in judges. What wow. one judge will throw out a case for, another one won't bat an eye and just said, nope, not enough, let's continue. So, so when you, that's part what, of it, when knowing you, the judges. What you were basically saying was, Nahum Siegel, your goose is cooked. I got to come save you. Correct. <laughs> That basically, that basically sums it up, everybody. That basically sums it up. By the way, we should mention it because I've had personal experience. People, people are thinking I'm sitting all day in court. Uh, I've had personal experience <laughs> in this. It's not just New York City. You've been very helpful in upstate New York as well. Should people in other areas aside from the five boroughs be turning to your firm? Yes, we do the entire state of New York. All right, from the Canadian border all the way out to Suffolk County. All right, so if it's a if it's one of those you know small town USA type tickets, or if it's one of those you know major city tickets on the streets of Manhattan, either one you could take care of. Yes, there's a different system. New York City has its own system. Outside of New York City, you can plea bargain. Right. So um, the results. Are, are actually sometimes can be guaranteed more outside of New York City than inside. Every but, t- every yes. town is different, right? Correct. Wow. Every judge is different. So you get a you get a ticket somewhere on Long Island. I don't know how many hundreds of cities Long Island has, but you get a ticket somewhere on Long Island. 
you have no clue, as a regular person, you have no clue what could happen. But, you, but, but, you're, but you're familiar it, with all the different ones. Somewhere. Right. It could be sent to your local town court or it could be sent to, there's a central clearinghouse in Hempstead, 16 Cooper Street, that handles a lot. But you don't know. I mean, you'll know when you get the ticket, but right. you don't know how, how it's handled. Terry Calker is with us. TicketDefendersNY.com. Cannot recommend her and her firm enough. They do have free consultations. They have almost 30 years of experience, and they'll take care of any traffic violation in the entire state of New York. And now, Terry, the big question, because you know what people are thinking, and you know I'm sure you've been asked this already for the last couple of years as these apps have become more and more popular. There are apps that claim to do what you do and claim to do it at a uh, at a reasonable cost and claim to do it with great success. What can you tell us generally? I know obviously you can't make a statement about a specific app, and there might be some good ones out there, frankly. But in terms of the entire collection of what's available out there, what could you give us a general? How could how could you generalize and uh, and give us a statement about what these apps generally can and can't do? Well, I would say generally that the apps approach it from a business perspective, and it's just numbers to them. Um, it's generally run by non-lawyers. I would say in almost all the cases, these apps are run by non-lawyers who sometimes have contracts with specific lawyers and who sometimes just put it out to the highest or, in most cases, the lowest bidder, meaning who will give the app most of the money right. or more of the money. Right. Um, many times you never speak to the attorney that's handling your case, and you don't even know their name. So I would say, in general, it's always better to make sure that whoever you're hiring is an actual attorney, meaning you have the contract with the attorney directly. And frankly, um, the chances of getting through that app somebody like yourself who knows the system well and who really you know has a history with with all these judges and towns and uh and jurisdictions uh the the odds of getting somebody like that are very very long i mean if they want someone like uh like yourself who brings all of that to the table they've got to call you directly uh, correct yes because we are so busy that we can't couldn't possibly deal with the volume that the app wants someone to do understood all right uh Terry Calker could help with everything. If you passed the stopped school bus, which you shouldn't be doing, she could help with that. If you've been operating without insurance or you haven't been wearing a seatbelt or you got any type of moving violation or license suspension or DUI or DWI, God forbid, or you were using your cell phone or you got a CDL ticket, whatever it is that you got, they can be very helpful. You could call them at 718-793-1900, 718-793-1900. You can go to the website, TicketDefendersNY.com. Again, that's TicketDefendersNY.com. And get your free consultation. Terry, anything you'd like to add? Um, just to be aware, just to make people aware that... Um People a lot of times uh, make statements, see if the police officer is there, reschedule ticket. Well, the police officers do not come in anymore. Right. They appear via phone. So that avenue has been cut off in part. Right. So, I, I, you know, I have my workarounds. But in general, people should be aware that the system is ever-changing. And that is a obviously, I would think that's a COVID uh, a system change, right? Uh. Currently, it's a COVID system change, but they're planning on making it permanent that the that everybody will appear virtually. Nobody will be in person. Right. So it used to be that somebody would hope that the cop wouldn't show up because that would mean automatic dismissal. Those days are long gone. Correct. Hmm. But you do have ways to uh, to work around that. That's good. Yes. 
That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Any other major COVID uh, innovations or what you just said in terms of, you know, basically nobody appearing anywhere in person is really the biggest change? Yeah, that's that's basically and it. And that, um, uh, that is a big change. They've been, they've been postponing cases that are not represented by attorneys. When we have a case, we have to log it in as our case. And um, very few unrepresented motorists have appeared on the docket since last March. So dates are we have dates now into well into 2022. Right. In theory, if I had a ticket out there, I probably would be appearing half a year, a year and a half from now. In Correct. theory. I mean, obviously, Correct. obviously, you know how safe a driver I am, so I likely have yes. nothing. But I mean, you know, in theory, I might have something 18 months from now. Uh, Terry, I thank you and a very happy Purim to you and keep fighting. You for too. Keep fighting for everybody. You're saving people a lot of money and a lot of aggravation, frankly. I do my best. Yeah, well, you're doing a great job. I can tell you that much. Terry Calker. Great lawyer and uh, the queen, if you will, on this uh, era of Purim, when we reference one of the great queens of Israel, the queen of uh, ticket defending. Go to TicketDefendersNY.com, TicketDefendersNY.com, or dial 718-793-1900, 718-793-1900. Unfortunately, I and people around me have used Terry's services too many times. And fortunately, we are quite satisfied with the service, to say the least. (laughs) Unfortunately, we've used it too many times. (laughs) That's not a Purim joke, folks. That's serious. But don't don't emulate me. Be safe on those roadways and drive under the speed limit and uh, always wear your seatbelt. I once got a seatbelt ticket on an early Sunday morning. I couldn't believe it. Early Sunday morning, I was driving to the Holland Tunnel. And I didn't even know how the officer saw I wasn't wearing a seatbelt, frankly. But, um, yeah, they pulled me over, got a seatbelt, got a seatbelt ticket. Then I avoided a seatbelt ticket once. You know what happened once? They pulled over everybody who wasn't wearing a seatbelt. I was included. There's a whole line of people. I bet you this happened to other people as well. And when, when I, as we're waiting for the officers to approach each individual car, I put on my seatbelt. And then another officer... Not the one who observed me without the seatbelt. Another one came by the car and said, you're wearing a seatbelt, you're fine. I lucked out. I think I lucked out without Terry's help in that case. Maybe the lone exception of of being helped out without Terry. Anyway, TicketDefendersNY.com or 718-793-1900. You are listening to JM in the AM.
foi vena, foi vena, foi vena, foi vena, foi ruim. Ai, 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 achei esleto, ai, é ruim, é uma pessoa. <laughs> Through the window, a rock with a note on it. Here, let me see what it says. It says, Dear Mr. Shapiro, unless you deposit $10,000 in small bills in a paper bag, under the old hollow tree, in a vacant lot on the corner, at midnight tomorrow, we will kidnap your wife. <laughs> Sincerely yours, your kidnappers. <laughs> Boy, some tough cookies. <laughs> I better write them a note back immediately. Let me see. 
pencil, paper. Vie kidnapping. Your act of this date received. I am writing to tell you I do not have $10,000, but please keep in touch. Your proposition interests me. J.M. in the A.M., one of our great Adar comedy segments at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world, the web at AlchomSingle.com and the AlchomSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Well, many of you are aware, we mentioned this earlier in the week, Many and boy, today's a perfect day to talk about this on Tanis Esther. Why are we fasting today? We're fasting because Queen Esther asked the Jewish people to fast in the face of anti-Semitism and the threat of genocide. What a day to be talking about this. Uh, we mentioned earlier in the week that a, uh, a quote-unquote joke on Saturday Night Live uh, that took place this past Saturday night was in fact a, uh, an updated version of a very, very old classic and traditional anti-Semitic trope. In this case, making fun of the fact that um, half, quote-unquote, of the population of Israel has um, been vaccinated and the reader of the joke said uh, I don't have the exact quote but something like you know I uh, I assume it's the Jewish half and first of all we know it's a hundred percent lie it's a 100 percent lie in terms of how Israel has been dealing with its non-jewish citizens and the vaccine and um, many of us and I was so glad to see that there was actual movement by Jewish leadership many people, and organizations were outraged. And then Dove Heikind contacted me, our great leader, uh, who served so many decades in the New York State Assembly and has never stopped fighting for just Jewish causes. He contacted me and said, guess what? Guess what? COVID or no COVID, we're gathering 9 p.m. this coming Saturday night at the headquarters of Saturday Night Live at NBC in New York. And I've asked Dove to join me just to encourage everybody to join us this coming Saturday night. Dove Heikend, happy Purim, and welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, again, I appreciate your support. And uh, what we are doing uh, Saturday night at 9 o'clock uh, at NBC, where they film Saturday Night Live, and by the way, 49th Street between 5th and 6th Avenue. Right. Uh, we're doing it for us. We're doing it for our people. We, you know, this incident, uh, uh, you know, mocking Israel, mocking the Jewish state, uh, you know, indulging in the kind of rhetoric that uh, really undermines and threatens Jews. You know, Jews only care for themselves. That was the message. Yep that, uh, you know, the Jews take care of themselves. They don't care about anybody else. I mean, this is something you'll find throughout history. I, you know, I, it was remarkable that people were laughing. I, I, you, know, I, you know, what were they laughing at? What was, what was funny? 
And by the way, Nachum, just a short while ago, this same comedian on Saturday Night Live did did a, a skit that had to do with a Miss Hitler beauty pageant. I kid you not. And the punchline from this comedian uh, was, guess who won? Miss Israel won the Miss Hitler beauty pageant. Uh, this was done just a short while ago. Didn't get as much attention, unfortunately. But uh, look, we have an opportunity uh, to get up and go and be there, to, you know, for Hashem to see that we, you know, we're going to stand up for our people and everything is important. So, you know, Saturday night may not be convenient. Uh, you know, going into Manhattan may not be convenient. But you know what? Uh, <laughs> it, it just counts a lot more then. Yeah, although, although I will say, as a resident of Manhattan, it's a lot easier to get around this borough these days. <laughs> exactly. Parking uh, will be easier and so on and so forth. But again, I, you know, I just felt that we needed, we had to, you know, do something a little more. You know, as you said, a lot of organizations, uh, our group, Americans Against Anti-Semitism, we all issue press releases, we put out things on Twitter, and that's good, and that's fine. But, you know, sometimes you've got to do a little more. You've yeah. got to get off your uh, tush and, and go out there and, and speak out and stand up. And uh, I, I have to give credit to Sid Rosenberg from ABC, uh, a show that I was on uh, a day or two ago. Uh, and we'll be on tomorrow morning again. And he, he really encouraged this public protest. So, again, I hope to see uh, many of your listeners, you know, come down. And, 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 look, the world is watching. I mean, this has gotten a lot of attention. And it is critical that we show that we care and we will not tolerate these attacks upon the Jewish people. Uh, you know, Nachum, you can't do this against anyone else. Yep. I mean, just imagine the same kind of uh, uh, garbage yeah, directed against the black community there'd be or tens, against the gay community. There'll be I mean, a, what would go on in the city? There would be tens of thousands of people, including people from our community, frankly, but that's another topic. Uh, there'd be tens of thousands of people marching on the street. And I think I, one of the reasons I'm, I'm so happy you're doing this Saturday night, and I do plan on joining you, I hope it works out, but uh, one of the reasons I'm excited about it, frankly, is because I think that a lot of us, have been, you know, through this isolation and through this sequestering that we've been through over the last year, uh, we, we've lost some of our mojo when it comes to hitting the streets and publicly protesting what needs to be publicly protested. And I'm glad that you're offering us this opportunity. I'm sure it'll be done in a safe manner, unlike other protest groups where it's a challenge for police to remind them to put on masks, etc. I have a feeling for this group it will not be an issue. So it'll be done in an appropriate manner, but it'll be done hopefully with thousands of people there uh, protesting what happened on NBC last Saturday night. Listen, you talk about protests. Uh, people have been protesting in the streets. Yeah. We've even had riots in yep. the streets yeah. and, and destruction of property uh, for, for causes that uh, people believe in. They go out and destroy property. Yep. What a horror. So people have been out there. Yeah, just not we, us. Not Exactly, yeah. not us. And, and by the way, the, another story that's gotten a lot of attention, again, from NBC, uh, you know, nurses. Uh, it's a show that I'm not familiar with, but I saw the clip. It was horrible. An outrageous scene, an I mean, outrageous scene, just an outrageous scene. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what the hell is going on? What in God's name is going on that you can get away with this? And, be, you, know, me, you know, many times the people behind the shows, the producers and others, often are Jewish. Right. And, 
well. And, yeah. <laughs> and they are indulging in something that is dangerous. If it I'm not, results in attacks upon it, Jews. If I'm not mistaken, you know, if I'm not mistaken, the leader of Saturday Night Live, who's probably the ultimate decisor on things like this, is also Jewish. If I'm not mistaken, but you're absolutely correct, yeah. and we've made him a target. You know, you know, I'm not calling NBC anti-Semites. I'm careful how I use those terms, or the comedian an anti-Semite. But they need to be educated. They need to be told in no, you know, in clear terms, this is not acceptable. You know, you know, Nachum, just imagine, you know, the, if they were decent, just issue an apology, say you're sorry. Yep. Oh, you by see, the way, you see the reaction. This is a conference of presidents, the American Jewish Committee. Uh, this is not just some Jews on the political right. I mean, people are upset, and people recognize how dangerous this is. Just say. You were not as sensitive as you should have been. And I'm not, we're sorry. And we move on, and, and we don't have to demonstrate. And not only don't I expect an apology, but knowing that crowd, don't be shocked if this Saturday night they double down on it because that this is the, this is the way they, they behave. And, and the person I'm referring to is Lauren Leipowitz. Lauren Leipowitz is the head of Saturday Night Live, now, Norn, now known as Lauren Michaels. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's the guy, uh, and we point that out, and again— there's only one answer. I mean, uh, you know, we we you know we kvetch and we talk and we're angry, but now you have an opportunity to actually show, physically show up yep. right there where they film yep. and where they are going to do the show this Saturday night to show up at nine o'clock, 49th Street between fifth and sixth. Uh, by the way, it will not be cold outside. If you're worried about that, right. uh, maybe a couple of raindrops. But you know, I I'm going to be there. My wife is going to be there. My kids are going to be there. Uh, my friends are going to be there. And we need every single person, Jew and non-Jew, to yep. be part of this. Standing up. You know, it's showing NBC, and it's also showing Akudish Baruch Hu that we care. We have to show Hashem that we care. Not just by, with the kvetch, not just talking about it at home or in shul, but actually coming out and being physically there. And I, and I just have to add one more thing. I, I should have said this earlier when you, when you touched on it. The nerve, the nerve, when Israel deals with its own better than anybody and, and deals with everyone else better than anybody. Show me a country that responds to any other country with, when, when they go through a natural disaster or any type of problem. Show me a country that responds the way Israel does to so Israel, that does respond to its own people to the ultimate, and it should, and then also responds to others in the ultimate way, and they should. And, and, and this is who they're, who they're mocking. This is who they're yeah, mocking. Yeah, us. and Nachum, that's such a great point. I mean, the whole world is watching Israel and the results of how successful they have been in, uh, you know, uh, giving the vaccine to their people, Jews and non-Jews alike. Yep. Uh, you know, within the state of Israel, number one, uh, everyone is treated exactly the same. If you want that vaccine, you get the vaccine. You know, i got to tell you, uh, two of my grandchildren who are in Israel, they're Americans, and all the other kids in the schools have received both shots, yep. period. So Israel is doing this for all of its citizens. The Palestinian Authority now becomes, well, you know, it's the, it's the guys in Gaza. You know, I mean, is, you know, Israel is not giving them the vaccine or the people in uh, Judea well, they're and Samaria. Not, they're not responsible well, the, the for fact that. is that the Palestinian right. Authority... First of all, under the Oslo agreements, they are responsible. Number Correct. two, 
they did not want it initially from Israel because we'll do it ourselves. Correct. Everything you're saying is 100% true, and people need to know that. That would happen on Saturday Night Live with a 100% lie. Simple as that. Uh, 49th Street, 5th and 6th Avenue. 49th Street, 5th and 6th Avenue, 9 p.m. Motsa'e Shabbat. 9 p.m. this coming Saturday night. Everyone try your best to be there. Dove, thank you so much, and a very happy Purim to you. And um, thank you always, always, always for being there, being there for the Jewish people. I appreciate that. My pleasure. My obligation and my pleasure. Thursday morning broadcast, plenty more coming up. It is Tanis Esther. Purim is tonight, everybody. And you're listening to JM in the AM. I am not a stranger to the dark. Hide away, they say. We don't want your broken parts I've learned to be ashamed of all my scars Run away, they say No one will love you as you are Don't let them break it down to this I know that there's a place for us We are warriors When you feel afraid and you're full of doubt we're gonna send the love, we're gonna shout it out I am brave, I am free Take my hand and follow me This is we Look out, cause here we come And we're marching on to the beat we drum We're not scared to be seen We make no apologies This is we
J.M. in the A.M. This is We, done by uh, our friends at Camp Hask, Ellie Schwabel and um, Shulam Lemmer. Thursday morning, Tanis Esther here at J.M. the A.M. Well, I mentioned that Purim in Jerusalem, no other city, not other places in Israel, no other place around the world, but Purim in Jerusalem is going to be different this year than, um, than usual. Usually what happens is we do our entire Purim day, and then Jerusalem the next day, does a duplicate day, meaning they'll uh, read Megillah at night, the following night. They'll give Mishloch Manos Matanas Levionim the following day, have Sudas Purim the following day, etc., etc., etc. Rabbi Yigal Siegel has the honor of being in Jerusalem, an honor he's had for the last, wow, the last 15 or 16 Purims, which is amazing. And uh, he's here to uh, help me sort out exactly what's going to be happening in Jerusalem over the next three days. Happy Purim, Rabbi Yigal Siegel. Happy Purim, Nachum Siegel. How are you? How's your fast going so far? I hope it's a fast fast. <laughs> it's really uh, it's interesting because this is the first time in years that I'm uh, going to hear Megillah when I'm hungry. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You never hear Megillah while you're still fasting. This year you will hear Megillah. While you you are still fed the same way we're going to be, we're going to actually hear McGill. Well, not at the same time; it's a time difference. But but this is the only scenario where you and I will hear McGill at the same time at night. Meaning that we're going to be Correct. we're going to be reading it on the same night and on the same day. So that really starts the whole system here. So because Purim for Jerusalemites is on Shabbos, right? Shushan Purim is when traditionally. Purim is observed on Shabbos. So the question is when to read Megillah, when to do the separate uh, and different mitzvahs of Purim. So there's the answer to question number one. Thursday night, Friday, after the Tanis, uh, as the Tanis ends, as the fast ends, you will be reading Megillah tonight and tomorrow. So that is the that is the first thing that's different, because normally you would do it on the 15th of uh, Adar, and you're going to be doing that on the 14th of Adar. So that's number one. Correct. We could check that box, right? That's number one. <laughs> then on Sunday... And I never really got this because I, I assume you could really have a Sudas Purim on Shabbos or combine the two Sudas maybe. But on Sunday, you're going to have the Purim feast, correct? That'll be the Suda. Yeah, and then, and by the way, just to address that, what you just mentioned, there are certain people who say that uh, that you could you should really have in mind, like Shal Shudas or something, like when you have a meal on Shabbos, um, you should have in mind something about you know, the Simcha Purim, but most... Most people um, say that you should not um, combine, the, you know, you shouldn't mix the, the happiness of Shabbos with the happiness of Purim, and that's why we do the Suda on a different day. Interesting. Now, how do you decide what day to give Mishloach Manos and which day to give Matanot Le'evyonim? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm glad you asked. Well, thank you very much. Because so... <laughs> I, know, I, so... know, I know for us it's tomorrow, and that's it. Well, so tomorrow... Um, so the what what we what we've been uh, hearing this week in terms of what the rabbis say is that tomorrow you do matanol of your name you give the gifts to the poor and the reason is because 
um, the poor people look towards the Megillah readings and they look forward to being able to you know be happy knowing that that day after the Megillah reading is over that people are going to be giving them uh, gifts of, of money etc so since we read the Megillah on Friday so Matanat Levionim has to be done on Friday as well and they have money for um, Shabbos then also exactly um, the question is about Mishlach Manot. Mishlach Manot, um, where you, you know, basically give a gift to your friend. So the question is, is that on Friday with the Megillah? It's also mentioned in the Megillah, right. um, just like Matanali, what your name is, but it should be done on Sunday after Shabbos. So we basically have um, the, 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 the way things are, are done in Yerushalayim by most people is that on Sunday we do the Sudapurim and we do Mishloch Manot. And I think right. that uh, kind of the Mishloch Manot is kind of connected to the Suda in a certain way. Now it's like, you know, people are giving food to others. For and people to enjoy. There's different reasons given right. for why we do this. One is to promote, you know, goodwill amongst right. men. But one is also just to make sure that your friend has food for, you know, the Suda. So, so if it's attached to the Suda, it has to be on Sunday. Wow. Right. Interesting. So since the Suda has been pushed off to... Right, uh, Sunday. Sunday. So therefore, we we do Mishloch. However, it's interesting that you brought this up because just today, uh, someone asked the following question, um, which is, let's say they're not in Yerushalayim Thursday night or Friday, which right. means that they're you know somewhere it happens to be in Ranana, right? And then they come to Yerushalayim for Shabbat, right? So then, what what do they have to do on Sunday? Well, so they have, I, not and only, they already had a suit on Friday. They already gave Mishloch Manon on, well, on Friday. Well, not not only that, would they say Al Anisim on Shabbos? That's also a question. Which normally, in a normal year, if somebody you know sleeps the night of the fifteenth, if someone sleeps in Yerushalayim, so they are responsible to hear the Megillah again, even if they had heard it before. Right. Um, so technically, you could keep two days of Purim right. and uh, and hear the Megillah four times, etc., which you would have to do if you slept. In your shrine the night of the fifteenth. So right. in that in that scenario, um, so so that you would have to you know you would have to do everything twice. Right. The question is because you're here for Shabbos and you're ready. You know, really the fourteenth is considered the main Purim day this year. Right. Um, I'll give you a proof for that. Um, it's an interesting point that that that's been coming up is that a lot of people, especially women, they don't go to shul and either their husband or they go to you know someone else's house to hear the Megillah right. at night. So besides the curfew that we're having in Yerushalayim, which is kind of putting a damper on that, um, there's a different issue. Um, the issue is whether or not someone who is, you know, hearing the Megillah on their own and not in a minion is allowed to make a bracha right. this year because we're, we're reading the Megillah on a different day than we normally do. Right. So, you know, the, the rule usually halachically is that suffix brachos lahakel, which right. means that if there's a question whether or not you make a bracha, so then you just don't make the bracha. Right. So even though there are people who say that you can make the bracha because the 14th is the main day of Purim all over the world, but uh, what people are recommended to do is that you should go to shul, especially women. Women should go to shul. So here to bracha. Um, yeah, and, and it's interesting that even normally where, you know, it's accepted in a lot of places that women get together and have ten women to to listen to the Megillah by themselves. Um, even uh, I just spoke to one of the Rabbanim here in the neighborhood this week about that, and he said it's also it's not necessarily the best thing to do it again because it's not the it's not the fifteenth, it's the fourteenth, so that also might not be great to make a bracha. So the best thing is for someone to go to shul tonight to hear the bracha. So that, you know that being said, all these things that we're talking about. So in the scenario of 
Mishloach Manot. So if you are, already did it on Friday because you were outside Jerusalem, so you kind of like you took care of it. You don't have to do what we call the nitcha, the pushed-off one on Sunday. Rabbi Egal Siegel is with us, Chief of Staff at the Nachum Siegel Network, and of course uh, a resident of Jerusalem as we talk about the unique Jerusalem uh, Jerusalem um, Purim this year. You're still under curfew? I thought everyone, I thought the whole country's vaccinated. <laughs> no, despite what the, everyone in Saturday Night Live says, no, it's not that the whole country is vaccinated, but uh, the idea is, you know, again, half the country is vaccinated, and, and just to make sure that uh, even if you're vaccinated, you could still be a carrier of COVID. Right, right. So, you know, just to make sure that what happened last year, if you remember, really things took off here. I mean, in terms of um, corona spreading, it happened on Pura. Right. That's when it started. I'm sure, I mean, you remember it happened in the States also. Yeah. So they're really trying to avoid that scenario. So they basically made a curfew um, Thursday night um, from tonight from 8.30 to 5 a.m., which basically you know precludes any type of you know parties and stuff going on outside of your kilometer from your house, which is you, where you're allowed to go. Do you think things will really start to open up the week after Purim? Well, things are already starting to open up here. But do you think it'll uh, really be like, you know, like... Oh, well, we're hoping, yeah. We're hoping, yeah, things... Thank God the numbers are going down, and like you said, you know, a lot of people are vaccinated, so. Three questions remain. Let's try to do this quickly. You ready? Here we go. Number one, am I right that Alanisim would be set on Shabbos? Yes, in Yerushalayim, only on Shabbos, Friday night and Shabbos. Um, secondly, you mentioned that the mitzvot of Purim, some of them will be done on Sunday. Traditionally, when we read the Megillah in the morning, like here tomorrow morning, and, and actually by you tomorrow morning, uh, we we are yotze, or we keep in mind when we say the shechianu, the mitzvos of the day. Can can one do that for a mitzvah they're going to be doing two days later? I don't think there's much of a choice in this case. That's a good question, but uh, I don't think we don't make a shechianu right. when we sit down to eat the suda. So there's no choice. Uh, so I think at this point, you know, because the only reason we do that is because we're making a shechianu anyway because we're reading the Megillah. Right. I don't think. If we wouldn't, for whatever reason, make a Shechiano by the Megillah, I don't think you make it when you give Matanot Levionim or anything like that. And final question, well, it would be Shalach Manos. Matanot Levionim, you would do, give that day, so. No, I'm saying in general. Right. Yeah. Final question, and I think one of our listeners actually um, pointed this out this morning on the app. Just let me know if I'm right. So the question is, tomorrow we, meaning people in outside of Jerusalem, outside of the city of Jerusalem, will be reading Purim morning laning. Should I assume that you're not laning tomorrow and that the Purim morning laning will be done as a maftir on Shabbos? You're correct. Wow. So you're so this year that's seen a lot of Friday laning, right? We've had a lot of Friday laning this year with a Sarbateves and, and, and Rosh Chodesh recently on a Friday. We've had a lot of Friday lanings recently, and we're going to have another one tomorrow, but you will not. You will not be laning tomorrow. And uh, and the laning that I assume it's all nine psukim will be used for the maftir on Shabbos. I, I believe so. And the interesting thing is, and if Rabbi Heber is listening, maybe he can confirm this for me. If I'm not mistaken, we read the exact same haftorah that we read last week for Parsha Zohar. Um, wow. Yes, I'm just looking at the calendar. About you. Yes, about, right. about Shaul Amalek. Oh, but yeah, about uh, Amalek. Yeah. So the, the about Shaul, yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. I don't know how many times it happens that we read 
the same after two weeks in a row. He may have mentioned that actually, but you know what begs? I'm me? sure he did. <laughs> you know, you know the last question. The last question I just thought of. You could have a situation, or maybe not. Maybe you'll tell me it's impossible because of the way Adder falls. You may say to me it would be impossible. Is it possible to have a Purim Meshulash that's also Parshas Para? Is that ever possible that that you would have? You would you would take out three Torahs in Yerushalayim because you, but but now that I think about it, no, there's no, no way there's no, no way no. right there's no way that Para wouldn't be postponed a week under this scenario. It would have to be right. postponed a week. Right. So for there's us, always enough time. Yeah. So so for us, it's one Torah this week in Jerusalem. It's two Torahs. I think so. Yeah. Wow. Go figure. <laughs> but there's another just to quickly. There's another Corona related issue that came up tonight. Yeah. Because we're only allowed to have, officially we're allowed to have 10 people in shul and 20 people outside. Right. So, you know, if a lot more people want to come, so they're making, like in shul here in our neighborhood, they're making two minyanim. Right. So can you eat before the second minyan? In other words, because you're, uh, they want to have 10 men, they ask 10 men to come right. so the women can hear the bracha. Right. So those 10 men are fasting much are, longer. Right. I mean, they'll probably dive in Marv earlier, right. but they will be there for Megillah. Right, make a minion. Well, in general, usually we, we don't eat before the Megillah. Right, but 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 I, I've always been led to believe, and I, and believe me, I don't plan on eating before the Megillah tonight. But I've always been led to believe that if one is in a situation like you just described, where they're not going to hear Megillah till nine p.m. at night, that that breaking the fast wouldn't be the biggest deal. I hope I'm. I don't know if yeah, I'm right so. about that. People should check with their rabbi. But I, but I've always been. Well, led. the rabbi here, um, he said that uh, it's better to. To just drink something and maybe to have some fruit, but not to really have a meal or ah. anything like that. Just to, you know, kind of give yourself strength to listen to the Megillah. But the main eating you should do after the Megillah. Very interesting. All right. You've been a wealth of information, to say the least. Why, thank you. Are, the, <laughs> are they, are they going to be giving machetes a shekel? Because, you know, a lot of people don't like to uh, put anything out that, uh, that multiple people will be touching now during Corona. That's an interesting question. In fact, I think uh, last year, I think Rav Schechter already poskined last Purim that people shouldn't pick up the three half dollars and should just put money in the plate, I think. That's uh, interesting. I, let's I'm put it this way. In my shul, which will remain nameless for now, but <laughs> everyone knows right about it, yeah. we're going to pick it up, yeah. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> uh, but, all right. But I would assume, based on the psak from last year, that it's something that you don't really have to do. And now right. we do it to like show ownership right. over the coins that we're right. giving it back. But right. I'll go with Rushechter if that's the. Uh... <laughs> I will. Um, I, I think that's what he said. I'm not sure. I will uh, take this opportunity to wish you a very happy Purim and enjoy all three days. How amazing is that? Uh, Purim celebrations are incredible. Even during Corona, they can be incredible with family and limited number of friends, I guess. But uh, for three days, it makes it even extra special. So enjoy Purim and Yushalayim. And enjoy your one day tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I hope I'll have a chance to speak. The one and only Rabbi Yigal Siegel from Jerusalem. It's J.M. in the A.M.
Jews must fast for three days. Esther goes to see King Ahasuerus without an appointment. Esther invites King Ahasuerus to a party with Haman attending. Meanwhile, Haman makes a 50-foot tree intended for Mordechai. At that first party, Esther invites Ahasuerus and Haman to a second party. This time, Esther tells Ahasuerus of a plot to kill her people. Ahasuerus asks, who is this wicked person who wants to kill the Jews? Esther answers, it is Haman, and he is standing right there. Later, Haman is hung on the same tree meant for Mordechai. And 1987, Schlockrock sings all about Purim in the song called... J.M. in the A.M. Well, as we promised, we would have the results. We would have the big announcement regarding the winners in the NCSY Summer Raffle. Usually, it's something we do on Shushan Purim. We usually do it on Shushan Purim, um, which is the day after Purim. But this year, Shushan Purim's on Shabbos. We moved it up to Tanis Esther. So you're going to hear... In just a minute, you're going to hear uh, who the winners are in the NCSY Summer Raffle um, here on JM and the AM. David Cutler leads NCSY Summer, and he does a great job leading NCSY Summer, and he's with us live via telephone on this Tanis Esther morning. David Cutler, happy Purim, and welcome back to JM and the AM. Happy Purim, Nachum. Good morning. How are you? Baruch Hashem. Did you ever think of bringing Lenny to Yom Y to just do Achashverosh and my menorah? <laughs> I can't say that I have. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I like Lenny. He's a great guy, but I can't say that I have. The, uh, the place yeah. would explode. If he came yeah. in and just did my menorah, I think, yeah. I think the place would explode. Anyway, folks, I'm glad I brought up Yom Y because last year as we were approaching the summer, Yom Y in Israel seemed like a far-off dream. David Cutler, I don't want to get too optimistic, God forbid, because that can be dangerous, but the way things are going, the way things are going, I have to be careful how I say this, <laughs> it looks like, and I hope you agree based on your inside information, it looks like NCSY summer programs in Israel will, please God, be able to take place. Are you getting that feeling on Tanis Esther 5781? 
So we are getting that feeling. There's still there's still a lot of work to be done. Uh, we are just, much like the yeshivas and seminaries uh, were able to make it work this year. We are working on something very similar to be able to put forth guidelines right now with the Israeli government, with the Ministry of Tourism, Ministry of Health, uh, and we hope that we're going to be granted entry. We we have over you know a couple thousand kids just ourselves, and together with our other youth organizations and our tour providers and Birthright. Where we're talking uh, seventeen to nineteen thousand kids and staff who want to, uh, God willing, spend their summers in Israel. So we're uh, we're working hard to get there. And and obviously at this point, you have no idea in February how restrictive those restrictions or guidelines would be. I mean, I keep thinking the way things are going that maybe it could be really close to just a you know to an open summer. Uh, but I, I guess you have to pay careful attention to every step of the way, and and you're just not sure how detailed and how. Um, how restrictive those guidelines are going to be at this point. Yeah, we're, we're really not. We really, I mean, Hashem, Israel is doing a fantastic job. Their vaccination uh, process is going extremely well, and uh, which is really, really fun, fantastic news for us and everybody who wants to get into the state of Israel. We just have to hope it continue. It goes well. And then cope and continue and to pray that uh, the vaccination all out here in the States and our, our brothers in Canada uh, also do the, you know, speed it up and, uh, and things continue to go well. Yeah, the vaccine news does continue to get better and better here in the U.S. Let's hope, in fact, that um, that the whole system continues to accelerate and go faster and faster. David Cutler is with us. He leads NCSY Summer, of course. It's amazing how the current situation has not in any way deterred people from registering for your programs. I mean, to say record-breaking numbers would be an understatement. You're, you're, you're at a point of record-shattering numbers at the moment. And again, if, if everything does go the way we expect and hope it to go at this point, uh, it looks like over 2,000, uh, there'll be over 2,000 participants in NCSY summer programs this year. I mean, yeah, you, you couldn't be more uh, more correct. Really, our, our numbers are through the roof. We have well over 2,300 kids signed up right 2, now. 2,300? Uh, 2,300 for, for right now, and again, in February. And that's with, you know, we, we, we did something that we were very um, very proud of. We really said, everyone, please sign up. It's going to be an incredible summer. You're going to get back your, you know, refunds are fully guaranteed. Your money is safe with us until March 1st. We've extended that to April 15th. Oh, wow. Just to make sure that everybody is confident and everybody should have peace of mind while we work out all the details of what restrictions might look like, God forbid. Um, but we're, again, we're confident, we're optimistic, and our numbers, uh, people cannot be more excited to, to go back to a quote-unquote regular summer, and uh, especially in the state of Israel. Everyone is really, really itching to get to the state of Israel. Dave, David, do you know what this could do to the economy of Israel? When you talk about seventeen, eighteen thousand, the number you used earlier uh, of students, young people, and staff coming to Israel over the summer. I mean, we're talking about lots of tour guides, lots of bus operators, lots of tourist attractions, lots of amusement parks, lots of local uh, makolets that are around. You know, the campuses, a lot of campus workers. But we're talking about a lot of people getting back into full-time employment because of NCSY. We really are. That's what we're banking on. We're talking about a full-time. A full-time industry of tourism yeah. that has obviously been uh, been really out of work uh, and been dormant now for for quite a while. And uh, to say they need this uh, would also be a tremendous understatement. The kids need this, the staff needs this, the the economy in Israel needs this, and it would be a huge boost uh, for everybody. And that's why we're really you know going ahead full steam 
full steam ahead as planned, and uh, we're, we're very excited. We've got the list of winners, those who have been chosen as the winners of the NCSY Summer Raffle. I hope the raffle was a uh, was a nice fundraiser for NCSY Summer, David. It really was, Baruch Hashem. Between uh, between the Mishloch Manoa cards that we did, and between the raffles, people really, you know, thank God. People, who, anybody who has a kid on a program, one of the the first prizes is a uh, is, is a free program. So <laughs> it's, it's very worthwhile for thirty six dollars to uh, to buy a raffle ticket to go for free is a fantastic prize. I think. And based on the information I have, a local person is going to be the winner of that. All right, David, you're all set for the big announcement. Anything else you want to tell us beforehand? No, we're just people should, uh, you know, again, check us out. We have, uh, Baruch Hashem, 20 programs, and we have whatever kind of program you would want this summer, whether it's whether it's an internship in Israel or whether it's learning or whether it's really just uh, touring the land, uh, summer.ncsy.org, summer.ncsy.org, or send us an email at summer at ncsy.org, and uh, we're, we're happy to speak to you about the different options. I have to imagine some of the programs are sold out at this point. Some of them are very, very close. There's literally there, there are a couple that have one or two seats, but they're, they're, everyone has a, a little bit of availability. Wow. So we're, we're there. Summer.ncsy.org, folks. Summer.ncsy.org. We'll do what we always do, even though the prizes have been chosen in the proper order. We'll announce them as third prize, second prize, and first prize is the NCSY Summer raffle again we'll start with third prize then second prize and then first prize obviously they were chosen in the reverse order as is um the way it's supposed to be done and here we go third prize winner listen to this it's rachel cornbloom of st louis missouri rachel wins that 500 visa gift card congratulations to rachel cornbloom of st louis missouri the center of the usa has checked in david cutler <laughs> we have Baruch Hashem. We have people from all over the world. So it's, uh, thank God, we're how happy. Is, it's, how, uh, how we is, want to spread the wealth. How is the Missouri contingent on NCSY summer program? Have they been an active contingent recently? Yeah, you'd be surprised. We Thank God. We, we really have kids from everywhere. Thank I God. Know, we that, really, I'm from places that I, I never heard of. And uh, so really from everywhere and anywhere. Yeah, believe you me, we know that. And it's one of the most amazing things of being with you in Israel is when we get to meet and speak to those uh, young people from different areas of the U.S., uh, many of them public school students, folks, who I ask them every time, this question, as far as I'm concerned, is never going to get old. <laughs> All your friends are having a blast <laughs> traveling the world and spending time on the beach and going to all these different places, and you, uh, you want to come here and be part of a program that is so focused on our tradition and heritage, for instance, TJJ, and, of course, their answer is, a hundred percent, yes, and it's pretty amazing. Anyway, uh, Mazal Tov, Rachel Cornbloom, five hundred dollars Visa gift card winner from St. Louis, Missouri, and now time for the second prize. The second prize is two tickets to the state of Israel. That's right, tickets for two to the state of Israel. Please, God, we should be able to visit there very, very soon. I haven't been there in fourteen months, and believe you me, I am very anxious to get back. And the winner is. Jody Burkell of Thornhill, Ontario. Talk about spreading the wealth. We've got a partner up in a in a uh, northern country of North America. Uh, Jody of Thornhill, Ontario is the winner. David Cutler, boy, oh boy, the Canadians are coming through. Yeah, we have, we have several hundred kids uh, from Canada registered for all of our different programs. And, uh, and that's why we're, we're very much in touch with what's going on in Canada. And uh, God willing... 
We hope to get them to Israel too this time, my God willing. Please, God. Jody Brickell, congratulations to you. And finally, the NCSY summer trip of your choice or $5,000 is the first prize in the NCSY summer raffle. Who won it, folks? Who on this Tannis Esther could we announce as the winner of the NCSY summer raffle? Who can go out there and tell their relatives and friends that they have won a free NCSY summer trip of their choice? And the answer is Rena Schleifer of Atlantic Beach, New York. As I said, David Cutler, a local person came through as the big grand prize winner, Rena from Atlantic Beach, New York, wins the first prize. Yeah, Mazal Tov to, to the three winners. Uh, we really appreciate everyone's support. It was like, like you said, it was it was a big, it was a big success, and people really came out. And again, between our, our cards and between the raffles, it was uh, it was a nice fundraiser, and it shows people are very excited about summer, and, uh, and as are we, obviously. We have no idea yet which program Rena is going to choose, do we? No, no indication. Oh, uh, we actually do. We really? actually oh, do. What, what, she, uh, is that something we, we could share publicly or not? Uh, probably not. Okay. <laughs> but we do know she, already. She, we she do does know. have a child signed up for a program, so she's going to be she's going to be thrilled. And is that a program that travels to Israel? Yes, it is. Phenomenal. That's great. Okay, that's what you want. Yeah, you want you, yeah, want, you want you wanted someone to win God. who could really implement this into their. Uh, uh, into their summer immediately, and sure enough, uh, uh, the um, uh, Rena's family can do just that. David Cutler, a very happy Purim to you, summer.ncsy.org, summer.ncsy.org. The next time we have a Chag, which is one month from now, David, I hope we have more and more confidence that we will meet Bezrat Hashem this summer in Israel. Bezrat Hashem, that is the plan. I hope to be able to speak to you about Yom Antiswai and everything that we have planned for this summer. And uh, I want to thank you for help, always working with us and having us on and, and partnering with us in everything we do. Wish you an easy fast and a prayer to confirm. Thank Thanks. you. Now. Thank you. Same to you. It's an honor to work with you. I don't know of anything too, I don't think, I don't know of too many more important things than getting Jewish youth to Israel and uh, allowing them to fall in love with the land and our tradition and our heritage. What an experience. And what a loss last summer was, folks. What a loss. I mean, I know we had the whole COVID thing and and had to follow the guidance of those who, uh, you know, of those who have everyone's interest at heart. I get it. But it was a uh, very difficult summer when you think of uh, what so many young men and young women would have gained, would have experienced, and then uh, just were completely shut out of it. Hopefully they'll have it this summer. Hopefully... Those who had plans for last summer, hopefully they'll be aboard this summer. That would be honestly really amazing if they uh, if they were able to postpone the the trip and and do it uh, this time around. More coming up. You're listening to a Tanis Esther morning broadcast um, here at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Heat Bill Poor is done by uh, the New York Boys Choir. Uh, before that, Joey Newcomb and Baruch Levine with Mika Amcha Yisrael here on Eitanis Esther morning. Uh, we've got a live lunch coming up on Eitanis Esther uh, between 11 and 1 o'clock. By the way, uh, Mark Zamek has prepared the most amazing, the most amazing Erev Shabbos show, Purim show, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. You'll hear it at 7 p.m. tonight. You'll hear it at 3 a.m. tomorrow. You'll hear it at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, right after JM in the a.m. We are talking about an amazing and incredible long Erev Shabbos show with everything you could imagine for Purim Day. Mark Zamek, I thank you. I thank Kedem. They present it. It's presented by Kedem at 7 p.m. tonight, 3 a.m. tomorrow, 9 a.m. tomorrow, and all day long tomorrow. Uh, you'll hear the uh, Erev Shabbos show, plus the final hour uh, tomorrow, approximately um, 4.15, around then, yeah, a little after 4.15. You'll hear the final hour. So again, a big thank you to Mark Zomik and a big thank you to our friends at Kedem. And we'll talk more about it during the live lunch later on. Uh, full schedule this morning, and then our live lunch, and then uh, Throwback Thursday, JM Rewind. And um, as I said, the Arab Shabbos show tonight starting at 7 p.m. The brand new Uncle Maishi is out. Don't forget the brand new Uncle Maishi is out. The album and the book. There's an Uncle Maishi book that has been uh, released by our friends at Artscroll. Go to artscroll.com. Go to artscroll.com. Always use promo code radio. Always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. Uh, you'll save and you'll get free shipping. You'll save and you'll get free shipping if you use promo code radio at artscroll.com. Um, what else do I want to remind everybody about? <laughs> um, the rally this coming Saturday night, the anti-Saturday Night Live rally led by Dove Hikind, uh, is going to take place at 49th Street between 5th and 6th Avenues in New York. 49th Street between 5th and 6th Avenues in New York City. So that's happening um, this coming Saturday night. And um, I hope everyone will have an opportunity to uh, come by and express the outrage, well-deserved outrage at Saturday Night Live for what happened last Saturday night. Achenu Yisrael and Achim our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com, on the NachumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Tanis Esther show at JMNAM. Mayor Weingarten tomorrow. I thank Mayor in advance. Mayor Weingarten sits in for JMNAM tomorrow. I'll speak to you today during the live lunch. And, of course, Monday we're back right here between 6 and 9 a.m. Have an easy fast and a wonderful holiday of Purim, everybody. A Freilichen Purim, Simchas Purim, Happy Purim. Till next time, Nachum Sigal reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future. <laughs>